Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nice jersey here. You flip it over. I think what would look good is like B-R-O-W-N. Maybe a nice 28 on the back as well. Let's get into it with the lead. Connor Brown, Edmonton Oiler. It makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio and live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where I turn my head to the side and I read that Sergeant Battle has the first comment of the day. The interview with Brown only makes me more confident that Yamo is out and he is in. Whether or not that's an upgrade is to be seen. I like it. It's a fresh look. We'll see if it actually happens because we've been teased before, damn it. Bob McKenzie last year in free agency saying the deal was happening and then the deal didn't happen because the Oilers couldn't move out of contract. Probably Pugliarvi, probably Yamamoto. Maybe it was Warren Fogle. Who knows? Who knows? But the Connor Brown thing, where there's smoke, there's fire. And what do we know? We know Connor Brown, or sorry, we know the Oilers are interested in Connor Brown, right? I mean, you don't almost trade for the guy last year if you're not interested in him. We know he has a relationship with Connor McDavid. And before I bring in Liam, I want to hear from Connor Brown himself. Because if you haven't seen this clip yet, it is very, very interesting. Here's what Connor Brown had to say on Luke Gazdick's podcast. Oh, being an armchair GM in UFA season and like I did imagining myself, you know, in a Bruins jersey or in a whatever Nashville jersey. Um, how much does a like coming back home to Canada? Will you look at that? And you're making me smile right now thinking about maybe a possible Euler reunion at some point <laughs> in your career. Like, have you thought of that down the road being like, man, it would be really cool to play with Dave again at some point. You'd be lying to say no. Like, of course it would be, it would be awesome to play with, with, with him and, um, more so for anything, he's going to win a cup here eventually. Uh, and, it has and, to happen. And, right? and, you know, and as a player, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to win. You know, I, I, you, you're a player, you want to win in a Stanley cup in the NHL. And that, that's, that's a, a you know, a big priority going into where you're going to land. And so, um, but you, you think about every scenario, truly. Nope. You think about one Connor, you think about being an oiler and signing a bonus incentive deal for league minimum. Uh, let's bring in my pal, Liam Horbin. We have a loaded show today. Liam's going to give us some draft insight. Frank's going to stop by and tell me if I'm being insane or not in my comments about Connor Brown. Uh, but Liam, Connor Brown's our boy. Mm-hmm. I I have a meme ready with his face on it. The you day do. he signs here. So I am, I've been eagerly awaiting this moment. 
Very interesting comments from him. You usually don't see players come out and almost directly say they want to play for the Edmonton Oilers. So, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. I think pretty cheap deal, right, by the sounds of it too, possibly. So I think he'd be a great signing here and a great replacement for Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. He would be, man. And especially because you can bring him in on the one-year bonus incentive deal, keep the AAV low this year, million bucks. And I'm going to ask Frank about this, but is there anything stopping you from just being like, Connor Brown, you get a $2 million bonus when you score your first goal? Simple as that. There you go. Mm. Pot one, and it'll move on to the cap, not this coming season, but the year after when things should spike up. I think it, I think that's it. Uh, someone said, Tyler confirming Connor Brown to Edmonton. No, I'm not. Yep. At Oilers Alert or whoever on Twitter who does great work. I love when they tweet about our show. It makes me feel so legit when those like Oilers <laughs> alert or Oilers tracker accounts will tweet mm-hmm. out like on ON every day like this was said. And there was a point last week where uh, they were listing all of the insiders, I think, who had linked the Oilers to Connor Brown and they just rattled off like Stoffer, Rashad, Sarah Volley, Drager. And they didn't put me there. And I was like, damn it. Come on. We had the Pugliarvi thing last year. We're insiders. That was big. The Poyavi thing was big for this show. You, I did see you got tweeted about it yesterday too with the Klim Shady stuff confirming the Russia deal, which is big. But you Another. know what? Here's what I like, Liam. It's at Euler Alert. That's the account we mm-hmm. like. Um, they DM'd me beforehand and said, hey, don't want to out you on anything. Is this like good to send out? Is this what you said? That's a good, honest Twitter account right there. That is that is respect. That is not, uh, that's, that's respect in the game, Tyler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to play the game. You got to respect it. Yeah. There's a code in these streets. Uh, anyways, if you want a good Oilers account, go follow at Euler Alert. Good people over there. Uh, all right. Let's dig into what the chat is saying here. Uh, we got a yes to Connor Brown. Boom. That's a that's a yak. That a boy. Matt Chapman dinger. I'm watching the Jays right now. Hockey is secondary for me. Um, anyways, good job, Matt Chapman. Uh, someone asked, are we worried about his injury? And honestly, I'm not because, again, you can do the bonus thing. And I was a little tongue-in-cheek with the one goal. But, like, if you went to Connor Brown, he said, hey, million and a half. And your bonuses are if you score 20 goals, you're going to get another million and a half. And maybe you get another 500K if you play in 80 or 75-plus games, right? where he can potentially get to like three and a half million dollars on this contract. And then you also kind of tell him, Hey, if this works well, caps going up next year, you could have a long-term home in Edmonton. Thought they were going to another home run. I, it just, it makes too much sense, man. When you look at the fact he can be bonus signed, like all of it, it's, it's a, it's not a lock because nothing's ever a lock till pens on paper. Like we saw last summer, but like, it just makes too much sense to not happen, man. Yeah, everything does seem to be lining up pretty well for it to to make a lot of sense here. I mean, you look at the, th- I think there's three or four players available in this like cap situation, right? Who missed the year? It's obviously Connor Brown, Pacioretty, and I think Carl Hagland is the other one. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pacioretty is touching the Canadian border unless he's coming to play against a Canadian team. Uh, Hagland, I don't think he kind of is as good as he once was. Plus, he's like 34, 35 now. So, Connor Brown in just a situation the Oilers are in where they are tight on the cap. You have a guy who played with Connor McDavid and apparently they're good buddies with it and all that kind of stuff. So it fits really well. And if you can get him on a cheaper deal than what you had Kyla Yamamoto, that would honestly be quite yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, we're going to ask Frank about Kyler Yamamoto and the latest with him. Uh, let's get to some other comments here. Uh, Megabird says apparently Wheeler getting bought out. Could that be a cheap option for the Oilers? 
I say yes. Listen, he's past his prime. This is not the Blake Wheeler of two, three years ago. Scored 16 goals last year, though. If the Jets, for whatever reason, go the buyout route with Blake Wheeler and he wants to sign for two or two and a half million bucks and try to win a Stanley Cup, come on down. Big body, right shot. Boom. 20 goal potential. I think I'd be out on Wheeler, to be honest. Not for his on on ice stuff, but Mm. just it's so interesting that he was stripped of that captaincy. And now a year later, I know his cap and everything is kind of playing into it, but they're like, yeah, we're good. We'll get rid of him. Just we're just speculating, but I I wonder what he's like. You know, like I wonder this group seems very tight. Sure. I think you can find someone else similar to what Blake Wheeler is, or maybe like a slight less that isn't going to maybe disrupt things. JVR. Sure. Yeah, JVR would look nicely. I think that's a good point. We know things have gotten toxic in Winnipeg and not just the past couple of years. Things Mm. have been toxic in that Jets room before. Think of the Evander Kane thing. That's a connection I think you probably need to consider. So that is a good point. The other thing too is, and we'll ask Frank, I really don't, I don't understand why they'd buy him out. It would cost them five and a half million dollars spread out over the next two years to do it in like legit cash. So if you go to ownership and you say, Hey, we're buying out Blake Wheeler. It's going to cost you five and a half million dollars to play or for him to not play on our team. Or you go to ownership and say, Hey, we're going to keep 50% of this. And some team out there is going to take them for 4.1. Maybe you bring in a contract in that deal and you get a pick for doing it. Something like that. It's smarter than going the buyout route. We'll also chat with Frank about that. So, uh, lots going on today on the show. Liam is watching the chat very tightly today. No Mm. bullshit. No bullshit today. Zero. On the show. Mm-mm. Not going to do that. Christopher Palmer said no hate. 100%. Brian says, is Connor Brown an oiler yet? Uh, no, he hasn't responded to my text. Uh, <laughs> is Frank on the show to break a trade? I hope. And what else we got here? Sergeant Battle said spicy Tyler would cure some boredom. I don't know if I'm, there's anything I'm that spicy about right now. If, if we're being honest, here's a, here's an interesting comment from someone whose name in the chat is Taves to Edmonton. They said Jonathan Taves one year one point five million dollars. I'm doing uh, uh like an, I'm doing another YouTube show later today with uh, some other guys, <clears throat> and they wanted me to go the cap friendly route and build up my team for next year. So I did that, Liam. I'm thinking if you do that today as well, maybe we could uh, we could compare them tomorrow on the show. Yes, I would love to be an armchair GM for le- legit reasons this time. Okay, so we'll do that. I think Matt Iwanek might be joining us in studio tomorrow, so maybe Ooh. I'll get Matt Iwanek to also do it, and the three of us will all compare our rosters. May as well. I'd be curious how similar they would be, because obviously there's, mm-hmm. there's players in everybody's head who uh, essentially Edmonton Oilers and nothing has been done about it. And yeah. so it'll be interesting. How Just to play down the rules a little bit, Tyler, what is our cap? How much money are we adding to the cap? It's 83.5. So we're not adding and nope. we can't go over by a million. No, we'll actually here. We'll do whatever Frank tells us to do. Okay. That seems fair. That seems fair. How is everything? So, yeah. Um, Christopher Palmer says, wait, Luke Gazdick has a podcast. He does. And I texted him to see if he can maybe join us Friday. So maybe, maybe I, just, that's me putting public pressure on Luke Gazdick. Everyone go tweet him. Be like, Hey, go on your M Chuck show. Actually, don't do that. Don't do that. Oilers, Oilers alert. Tweet him. <laughs> yeah, Oilers alert. Please tweet Luke Gazdick and tell him to reply to my text. Uh, Brian Wood said, was that a question or a statement, Tyler? The way you said podcast, I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I did kind of lead into that clip a little bit weird. Um, 
Tyler Mulek, that was funny. Dangerous Wade, is that Liam or Tom Selleck? Can't tell with the glorious mustache. You're looking good. We're also both rocking jerseys today. You're rocking a kit, I suppose, but what do you got? This is, a, uh, I think this is England 86 away ah. kit. I think it was that that year. Taves to Edmonton says the Oilers will win back to back to back to back if they grab Taves, Brown, and Pesci. I mean, Brown and Pesci would be a hell of an offseason. Taves, because he's cheap, sure. I don't know if you can afford Brown. I mean, if you trade CeCe maybe, but even then, I don't know. Yeah, that would be... uh, Did Holland even do that much work when he had like 23 million in cap space? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, to be fair, I guess they locked up Nuge, got Kane, Hyman was the year before. Like, he has yeah, been a player giving out UFA deals. Do you know what, actually? I want to address that, Tyler, because there's some people out there who obviously are just the biggest negative Nancys when it comes to Ken Holland and some of these contracts he's signed. And, and Zach Cassian's contract triggered it yesterday. So someone tweeted out like, oh, look at this Cassian deal bought out. Stephen Weiss or whatever his name was. Uh, there's a bunch of other guys. And it's just like, and then somebody in the chat, his last name was Pollock. I can't remember his first name. Like quoting him back and being like, well, what about Nuge, Hyman, like everybody else? Like, I just hate it when people just want to nitpick like one or two little things that have gone wrong and just don't ever want to look at the positives. And it, it drives me absolutely bonkers. Like when Holland signed the Cassian deal, like it obviously wasn't great, but didn't he have like two back-to-back pretty productive seasons like it kind of made sense at the time and obviously looking back and it doesn't now but it's just like yeah let's just try and keep the positivity about ken holland he's not bad such a pretty good uh je says does tyler mulick work for oilers nation i hear his name more than liam's on the pod really weird yeah he pretty much does i guess he's not on payroll but we pretend he's he works here uh Mm -hmm. dangerous wade said wheeler can't captain a toy boat in a bathtub great line Mega Bird said all those things, the things we're saying about Wheeler, were said about Kane and look at how that turned out. But I, how many, how many of those risks do you want to take, right? What, what was the question? Sorry, I was reading a, a message in the chat. They, uh, they said the things we're saying about Wheeler were said about Evander Kane and look at how that turned out. And I get it a little, yeah. but. You, like, you probably only want one guy in your dressing room that could disrupt everything rather than two. I think maybe a reason why they potentially didn't go after a guy like Ryan Reeves last season. And I wonder yes. if that would be a reason why they wouldn't go after a guy like Blake Wheeler. I I, I think that's that. Uh, Craig asked in the chat, Tyler, do we know when the schedule will, will be released yet? No. Well, teams are starting to drop their uh, preseason schedules, which probably means they have a good idea of when the regular season is starting. It's just a matter of an official announcement. When that schedule drops, we are going to get right to work. We're going to going to go into the AMA travel lab, start cooking up some nation vacations, you know? Yes, very excited for that. I would assume it's probably mid to late July the schedule is dropped. Just speculating dates once kind of the big dates are out of the way of like the draft and the beginning of free agency. They kind of, the NHL needs some news. Uh, Megabird says this team was almost willing to bring in Jake for 10, and I think Wheeler makes sense. Touche. <laughs> that is a great point. I'd honestly wipe that from my memory. Thank you, Megabird, for bringing that up. Uh, Randy says, is there any way we can keep Bukestad? Probably not. I think that's a guy who's probably priced himself out of the Oilers market just because he had such a strong season. He looked okay in the playoffs. He's going to get two to 2.25 million. I think the Oilers in that fourth line, third line center spot can't afford more than like 1.5. Yeah, it's quite fortunate. I would like to see Nick Bukestad back with the team, but 
on another side of things, sometimes it's good to get fresh faces into the organization and just change things up a lot. But not that Bukestad was bad by any means or did anything wrong. But like you said, Tyler, he's probably going to want to chase the bag a little bit and, and cash in on what a great season he had. And I think that's it's totally fair. And that's why we're kind of talking about a guy like Jonathan Tayers, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone asking, uh, Sergeant Battle asking about fits for Zach Cassian. I honestly don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to even stick around. It's Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, talked about that a little bit yesterday. We are live in the Sports Closet studio. You can find them, sportscloset.ca. Go order your Connor Brown jerseys right now. Just get ahead of the curve. Why mess around? Right? You want to be you want to be looking fresh July 1 at your Canada Day party when our guy Frank Saravalli tweets out, Oilers sign Connor Brown to a one-year deal. <laughs> right come on Lane. i already got the jersey on order i'm just gonna take off shaw from my jersey and just put brown over it speaking of frank saravalli his appearances on the show are brought to you by star mechanical if you need 24 7 emergency service you can give him a call 780-481-8873 and if you're looking for the latest on the nhl and what's going on it's rumor season then you give frank saravalli a call his phone number here at the bottom of the screen I'm just kidding, Frank. I would never do that. Uh, but welcome in to the show. You, you heard me gushing over Connor Brown. I'm starting there. Come on. Am, am I getting my hopes up here? I'm listening to him on Luke Gazdick's podcast. Talk about how he wants to be an Oiler. I think you might be getting ahead of yourself, although I did not hear the podcast. And the only reason I say that is because I think Connor Brown is going to have a lot of really intriguing options. And it's going to really come down to him and how he's feeling about his knee, how confident it is he is that it's going to hold up. Because if he's going to be going to the Oilers, my guess is that he's probably going to have to be giving up some term and dollars elsewhere. And I think the offers might actually be pretty juicy somewhere. Like I think he's a really intriguing player who can drive a line, who can play 20 minutes a night, who can, you know, is, is under 30 years of age. And if you look at it through the right prism, Tyler, actually is someone that doesn't really have a lot of wear and tear on his body after having the last year off. I'm told, um, you know, as he was going through this rehab process, which is now seven months long since undergoing surgery, which by the way, it was a clean ACL tear, no damage to any other ligaments or, or cartilage, uh, repaired, uh, in New York. And he's been on the ice. He's been working out. He's been training, but in the meantime, He said, you know, not that he was a bad eater before, but he went out and changed his diet and he changed his routine and and different things so that if he wasn't playing, that he was at least improving somewhere the entire time that he was rehabbing. So that's been his thought process. I think teams recognize the unique situation that they have available to them, not just with the contract, but to maybe get a player at an AAV that's less than what he probably would be coming off of a normal healthy year that they could plug into their lineup and get immediate returns. My prep for this interview, I just wrote down like seven names I want to ask you about. So the next guy up is Kyler Yamamoto. A couple of days ago, you said something along the lines of, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Oilers feel like they have someone who will take Yamamoto for nothing. If that's the case, I guess my point is, what are they waiting for? Do they think there could maybe, maybe a market could develop for him in the next six days? No, I think they were also waiting on what the cap situation was. And we've kind of gotten some clarity, although nothing official by any stretch of the imagination uh, in the last 
three hours. I've spoken to four different GMs who have all said they have not heard anything from the NHL with regards to next year's cap number. Um, not doubting, of course, the reporting from Chris Johnson, just to say that there hasn't been anything that's informed teams yet. And I think that was also part of the process was, is the cap potentially going up more than just $1 million? And if it is $1 million, here's kind of what we're thinking. Um, and here's, you know, what the team is, here's what it looks like. And, you know, I, I think they also have an appreciation for Kyler Yamamoto and that they want to see him succeed and do well and, and might want to try and put him in the best place possible for that to happen. Yeah, that's kind of been the vibes in the chat, honestly, as well. It's like no one is sitting here, like from a fan perspective, wanting to run Yamamoto out of town, right? Like everyone understands that. I mean, he was a good oiler. First round pick, had some strong seasons here. Think about when he came up and him, Dry and Nugent Hopkins formed that line for a few months for the pandemic. That was electric. It's just, it's one of those things. He's uh He's a victim of the circumstances the team's in, right? He's also a victim of the contract that he signed and yeah. good for him to get paid that much. Um, he's a victim of the injury that happened to him last year, the neck problem that didn't really go away that can cause you know, concussion-like symptoms. And the other part of it too is like, I think he's kind of a victim, unfortunately, of his size and his frame that um, I think not only, it, you know, when push comes to shove in the playoffs and things like that, that teams worry that he isn't someone that's able to sort of hang in the fight. And the other part of that is, does another injury like that pop up because of his slight frame that, you know, perhaps is just something to guard against. Some guys are, are fortunate in that way. Johnny Gaudreau, not really a dissimilar size and has really barely been injured in his career. Yeah. Uh, you have a new trade targets board up on dailyfaceoff.com, the top 40. We'll throw a link to that in the description of today's episode and podcast if people want to give that a look. But a couple of other Oilers who appear on your list are Warren Fogle and Cody Cece. Is it fair to say the Oilers maybe don't want to trade them, but realize they may have to trade them? Um, I think the Oilers are probably more on the want to trade Warren Fogle. Okay. Um, I think... He's another guy kind of like Yamamoto that at the cap hit that he's at, at the role that he played on this team, uh, the production level that they got from him. It's not terribly out of whack to his AAV, but it's definitely not really ideal. And I think they also want to try and add some different dimensions uh, and different layers to their team, guys who can do different things, some guys that might have an edge to their game. So I think on that end, they're probably more interested in moving Fogel. And the funny thing is of the two, um, I would have said before that um, Yamamoto might have been the tougher player to move this offseason. Um, it seems like he's the easier one and Fogel might be a little bit more of a challenge, although I think they're also in the same spot that they're pretty confident that they can get someone to take him off their hands without having to then pay something on top of that. So um, CC. That is, he's in the category of they don't really want to trade, but they might have to based on some of the other things that they're looking at and the flexibility that they might want and need to pull some of those things off. So CC, I think they're happy with. I think they felt like he came in and provided stability. His contract is reasonable. It's not, you know, great. It's not bad. Yeah. And they feel like, you know, with a couple years left, the very worst case scenario is hanging on to him and, and, um, you know, having someone that you have a known commodity and know what you're getting from. Yeah. 
That's fair. Uh, you tempered my expectations or tempered my expectations about uh, Connor Brown. We have a commenter in the YouTube whose name is simply Taves to Edmonton. Are you going to rain on their parade for us here? I, I'm not going to rain on anyone's parade. The truth is I don't know the answer of will Jonathan Taves play next season or not. I don't entirely know if he knows the answer or if he's told teams the answer. The only thing I know is that he's not coming back to the Chicago Blackhawks and neither is Patrick Kane. So um, those two guys are moving on. And man, first off, it would feel really weird to see Taves playing somewhere else. Second, I have real questions about his ability and his body's ability to hold up to the rigors of an 82-game season. You saw him hit a wall last year. Uh, He had to take time off. He's still dealing with the effects of long COVID. It's amazing how long that this has dragged on and how he just hasn't really quite been right. And I know there's a lot of people that were concerned for him at the time saying, man, I just hope he feels normal again. When it's a struggle to get out of bed, it's a totally different thing to go out and try and be a professional athlete playing at your peak. So that has to be in the back of his head of, you know, I might feel great this summer and I might make the commitment, but that's also a lot to ask of a team not really knowing how you're going to feel in January when you're in the dog days of the season trying to battle through this. So I think if he all, you know, all signs or systems are go and he's ready to play and he thinks he can do it, there's going to be a number of number of interested teams out there to try and get him on a low, you know, performance-based contract now that he's over 35 that he can basically be paid league minimum and hit a series of thresholds to increase his pay from there that teams don't have to worry about until the following season's cap, which if Jonathan Taves is playing and hitting those milestones, especially with the cap going up, you're not really all that concerned about. It's a win for your team. A couple of players outside of Edmonton I wanted to pick your brain about a little bit. Uh, the first being Blake Wheeler. Some rumblings around there that, oh, could the Jets use a buyout on him? I look at that and I go, the buyout cost them five and a half million dollars in real money. You would think they explore every possibility of retaining half before they consider a buyout, right? That's exactly the conversation that the Jets are having. And, you know, it's retain half and see, you know, if we can just offload him because having that half, you know, retained salary on your books for one year is a lot better than two years. I think if I haven't looked at the buyout today, but I think it's 2.75 a year for the next two years. It's not onerous, but you'd like to try and clean it up as much as you can and keep it to one year um, and deal with that. So um, that's what the Jets are looking at. I think what you can say definitively, Tyler, is that Blake Wheeler is not going to be a Winnipeg Jet again. I don't see a path for him to come back to the team. And I think in some ways, given what they've been through, probably going to be addition by subtraction is what they're looking at, even if they have to pay to move him um, because they're just time has come. They're ready to move on. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, finally, you had an interesting little note today on Daily Faceoff Live about our pal Taylor Hall and his future in Boston. Uh, take us through that. And like I, I was trying to think of teams that could be interested. You know, they'd have to have a lot of cap space, but they're looking for scoring. And I was like, man, I mean, Buffalo, add him to your second line. That'd be interesting. I thought about Detroit, who's apparently looking for scoring. Chicago, maybe get a good vet to play next to Connor Bedard. Uh, anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. Take us through what you know about Taylor Hall. He already did the Buffalo thing, didn't he? Um, I know, but it'd be cool to see him go back. <laughs> yeah, it would be cool to see him go back. Um, I would say that Taylor Hall, the best way to describe the situation and what's happened there 
is the Bruins are looking for all sorts of different avenues and, and ways to clear up some of their cap trouble. They've got a host of defensemen that are available. Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, um, Derek Forbort, uh, go through the team. Connor Clifton's the UFA. Um, they're, Mike Riley's a buyout candidate. Like They're trying to do all sorts of things. They'd like to try and keep Tyler Bertuzzi. And the only way they can keep Bertuzzi if they can find a taker for Hall. So basically, Don Sweeney, what he's told teams is, I've got to make moves. You see it. I see it. Tell me who you're interested in and let's have a conversation. So there's a million ways to skin a cat. I hate that phrase, but that's kind of the way that they're looking at it in Boston is there's no one set path to get to where they want to get to. And in the meantime, it might just mean that Taylor Hall is, is a cap casualty. And if that's the case, my understanding is is that the Bruins are willing to let Taylor Hall go and not get anything in return just to have someone take the $6 million cap hit off of their books for these next two years. You want to take a stab at roasting the AMA travel trade machine? Sure. All right. So uh, we heard some rumblings, maybe the New Jersey Devils and Connor Hellebuck. Maybe there's some mutual interest there. So we plugged it into the trade machine, Frank, and here's what it spit out. Who says no to this deal? The New Jersey Devils. Too much for an extended Connor Hellebuck? Well, first off, they like Vitek Vanacek. And second, they don't want to pay Connor Hellebuck. Ah. They can't afford him at nine and a half or $8 million because they still need to pay Timo Meyer. They just paid Jesper Bratt. They're going to have to pay Dawson Mercer. They're going to have to probably find a way to add a defenseman to the blue line. As interested and intrigued as they are about the idea, I'm told that they're looking at a few other veteran options that are shorter term, shorter money that can kind of help bridge them to the next, you know, evolution of what their goaltending looks like. They really like Akira Schmid. He's probably going to go back to the AHL next season. So they are looking for an upgrade in goal, but I think they're kicking tires on guys like Semyon Varlamov and maybe a Tristan Jari and guys in that sort of pay range and scale that look at this cap space. Like it looks on paper, like the devils have a lot of money, but you know, give Timo Meyer eight and a half million dollars of that. Give Dawson Mercer a child, like go down the list, the other players that they still need to pay on the rest of their roster. And it's, Starts to get thin in a hurry if you're also going to give Connor Hellebuck $9 million. And more to the point, when you look at this list of teams that might potentially be in the mix, by the way, uh, Connor Hellebuck, an American-born guy who's made his home in Winnipeg the last few years, who among them can actually afford to pay Connor Hellebuck $9 million a year? It's not just trading for him. It's signing him to the extension that's the problem. And in fact really may limit what the Winnipeg Jets can do and and what they get in return. Yeah, fair enough. That's one of those interesting scenarios. Obviously, a lot of eyes on the Jets, and they will be a big topic next week in Nashville, Frank, where we'll be. Where are we going for dinner Sunday night? Are you not giving out that info? Is it a surprise? It's a surprise. (laughs) I got a bunch of things up my sleeve for you, Tyler. Beautiful, beautiful. See you in Nashville, Frank. Thanks for hopping on. Looking forward to it. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. 
Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, there you go. Frank Saravalli, as always, four-star mechanical Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Find them starmechanical.ca. And now time for the part of the show after Frank's hit, where we bring on Liam and say, Liam, what'd you learn? I learned that Frank never agrees with us, Tyler, and he just comes on the show and crushes our dreams. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, it's so funny at the moment on the show where he was like, listen, I don't know about Connor Brown. We had people putting their line combos with Connor Brown in the YouTube <laughs> chat. Hilarious. The uh, Do we build ourselves a little too much? Maybe. But dreams are meant to be had, Tyler, and we deserve this as a city. Dreams are meant to be crushed, Liam. And that worries me. That worries me. Uh, AMA Travel Trade Machine, amatravel.ca slash dreams is where you can go to plug in your own vacation details and see what they spit out. The trade machine gave us this, Liam, and Frank said no. Said the the devils can't pay them. So they wouldn't give up this much, and they like VTech Vanacek. Uh, I thought the value here was okay, though. Yeah, the value seems good. I mean, Winnipeg has a goaltender a young goaltender in, in Dawes and then Nolan Foote, who just seems to kind of get taught. He was in the trade for them recently, right? Didn't they just trade for him? Yeah. They just got him from Tampa. Yeah, that's right. Was that Tampa? Yeah. He yeah. was a bolts pick. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I think the values there. I mean, but I guess it makes sense with the money they have to ship out for, for other players on there. But when I wrote this one down, I thought, oh, this seems like a, it seems like a viable option. Mm-hmm. Tyler Mulek said silly season is in full effect. Remember the Carlson era? That was fun. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That was quite the few uh, few weeks around these parts here when we were all getting hyped up about the deadline. Come on, that was a swing up. What are you talking about? Betway other sports report, Liam. Uh, the Jays are in a little bit of trouble here. I am sweating out this Jays run line bet I have. Runners on first and second, one out. Jays up by three. I'm a nervous guy. What are they, what are they in the ninth? Yeah, bottom of the ninth, Romano's in right now, but he's already thrown 16 pitches. It's uh, getting nerve-wracking. That is a that is a big one for Mr. Romano. How did uh, so how did yesterday the yesterday go for the Jays? They won two nothings thanks to a big clutch hit from household name Ernie Clement, who sounds like a player who gets made up in about your eighth draft of MLB The Show, but he's a real boy. He sounded like he was a, a Hall of Famer from like the 1950s. Kind of guy. Yeah, 100%. Um, Aaron says, other sports reports, Slamball just announced a deal with ESPN and will start next week. Um, Aaron says he has a graphic for this. Okay. Oh. oh, the trampoline basketball. That would be fun to try, actually. Is this in Edmonton? Uh, well, no, it's an ESPN. It's an ESPN's oh. bringing it back. 
But I think you can go to those trampoline parks, which seems like a great way to break your legs, by the way. And I think they have basketball hoops in there. It'd be fun. Well, maybe we'll do a live show from the. While we will just wear headsets and bounce around on the trampolines and talk Oilers. Everyone can listen to us be out of breath. Mm -hmm. That'd be good content, I think. Uh, Megabird says Sportsnet is four pitches behind for me. Um, so I will not ruin what's going on in uh, in the Blue Jays game for anyone any longer. A big shout out to Frank Zaravalli for hopping on the show today. If you got any last second questions for us before we wrap up the show, they can be about anything. Feel free to drop them in. Christopher Palmer says Tyler's talking about ESPN again. Yes, I'm leaving for ESPN. It's been well documented. Frank mm. and I are out of here. Uh, Oilers alert tweeted about it. Hey, they would. Atta boy. There you go. There you go. I'm trying not to ruin it. Uh, Reed says, I love silly season, just like a drunk Tyler loves vegetables. Um, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the best time of the year. I'm actually stunned we haven't gotten any sort of like breaking news yet. Um, I was really Quiet. thinking things would pick up by like today at the latest. So it's a little bit surprising. Yeah, we uh when's the when do you guys leave for the draft? Sunday, maybe that's when it kind of picks yeah. up when GMs are in the same city and going out for a couple of beers, a couple of trades, obviously margaritas. Mm. At Margaritaville on on uh, Broadway, I believe it is. Uh Bruh chimes in and says, What's your favorite fast food restaurant, Liam? Oh, Blaze. Pizza? Like the LeBron Blaise pizza, pizza place? Um, Isn't that the doesn't LeBron own a stake in that? Yeah, it is the, I believe it's the fastest growing fast food place in the world. Or was when it first came out or something like mm -hmm. that. That was a, that's a great one. It depends on my mood. Like if, yeah. if you've had a couple or if you just need something quick, there's nothing wrong with a quick stop into to McDonald's. No, McDonald's is a staple, I think, in everybody's life. But you need, McDonald's everyone's favorite and eat the favorite. Mine blaze. Dub, big dub. Big dub. Attaboy, Joe. Uh, for me, I'm a big fan. I don't have a favorite spot per se, but those burrito places, you know, where you go and it's like Subway, but for burritos, Bar Burrito, Mucho Burrito, one of those. Um, Chipotle. Those are my spots. Isn't that burritos? Chipotle? Yeah, but th there's no Chipotle here. You, go, I, you know what fast food place I like, which obviously we don't have, is In-N-Out Burger. Now, that -Out place good. is... Very easy. You are literally in and out because there's nothing on the menu. And yeah, I like that place. I've had it, I think, twice. So yeah. Uh da, 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 Tyler Mulick said, Can we explore the Mantha for Yamo deal a bit further? I just don't get this. I think both of those teams are trying to get out from the contracts, not swap bad contracts for bad contracts. So I don't think it necessarily works. Um, someone said AW for their best one. AW is Far better. Burger quality, mm. way better than McDonald's. Wendy's, yeah. I would also have above McDonald's as no. well if, you, if, you, if I'm ranking my favorite fast food burgers. But they need to be, in order for it to qualify as a fast food burger joint for me, it's got to be, it's got to have cheap options. That's always my thing, right? Like a ju just a burger's got to be less than 10 bucks. I'm not including like smash burger and fat burger where you go and you get yourself no. like a double cheeseburger. It's like 13 bucks. That's not fast food. The, um, the, the Wendy's has a pretty good value menu. The JBC burger, a JBC's good frosty, good. all for a minimum price of $5. JBC fucks, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> someone said Burger Priest downtown. That is a good spot as well. If you're if you're downtown by the pint there, uh, or by Greta, that's a good one. Someone said AW hash browns are elite. AW's a freaking amazing breakfast spot because they do the breakfast sandwich on the hamburger bun, so they're nice and soft. A and W, do you know there's an A and W by me, but it's a gas but uh, gas station one. So there's one day I went to go to Starbucks, which is also by me. I was like, I'll get a coffee. And then I continued on my way because Starbucks was closed. And I sat down at AW and had a, literally a full breakfast. And it was amazing. I don't yeah. know if you've had the AW breakfast, but it is high quality stuff. Believe that. Believe that. Someone said, What about Dairy Queen? I'm no. not a big dairy. I don't like the burgers. I like the chicken wraps, though. Those are good. I, I'm a big fan of the ice cream from Dairy Queen. If you go on a Dairy Queen for a burger, you're you're doing it wrong. When like what are you doing? Grab the ice yeah. cream. Yep. Good point. Uh someone asked if Patrick Kane would go to Washington. He'd be awesome for Ovi to get the record. I don't know what Patty Kane's gonna do. I that's a weird one. I can't get a read. Someone earlier said, What about him to Buffalo? That makes sense. Him just signing in Buffalo, sitting on LTIR until December and then popping into the lineup, sliding into their second line makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense too. I'm just curious, like what his situation is going to be with his his surgery and all, recovery and all that kind of stuff. So baked seven is upset. I never say their name. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Uh, they said A and W breakfast is legit. It is. Um, Kyle says a flamethrower from DQ slaps from time to time. A lot of people saying it's top tier. Brian says the onion rings are good. Well, it's a better question, I think, for people rather than like fast food is very debatable. I feel like it depends what you oh, yeah. want. But most of them are burger places, right? What is your favorite pizza place? I've quite enjoyed Papa John's as of late outside of Blaze, obviously. But Papa John's seems to be my go to at the moment. Yeah, Aaron says Papa John's too. Mm-hmm. I Papa John's and Domino's are both solid for me. Um, I love it. Papa John's though. They have like the garlic knots. Oh, Yes. Wait, this actually ties in because there is a rumor floating around the back offices at Oilers Nation that Jason Greger's appearances on our show next week are actually going to be brought to you by Papa John's. He oh. sent me all the ad stuff today. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Good tie in, everybody. Papa You're John's right. is our favorite. That was an organic ad read. 100%. <laughs> there's, just, there's just something about the garlic butter when you go there. The pizza, the pizzas are cheesy. You get your butter, you dip it in, and you're on your way. I might go tonight after my cheesecake. You know, I've really, and my sister's the one who OG got me into this. Homemade pizza, man. It's legit. It is good. I you might, go to the, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I have, an, I have an Italian on one side of the family. And ah. sometimes they make me a homemade pizza. And it is probably better than anything I've ever had before in my life. It is amazing. But I've also become a pita pizza fan, Tyler. I don't know if you make those at home. But yeah, very that's easy. a good quick lunch. Toss it in the yep. air fryer too. Quick and not, easy. I, I'm not that. I don't get that creative with it. I can't afford, I can't afford an air fryer. Mm. But what? Come on. I just got the classic oven. <laughs> Tyler Mulek said Coliseum steak and pizza like our boy Evander, Evander Kane. Danger Suede said it's the added sugar, Liam. Uh, for me, the homemade pizzas, I go to, I'm not nearly skilled enough and Danger Suede will probably hit me for uh for saying this i'm not a good enough cook or whatever to make my own dough i know it's like probably not that difficult but i just go to the italian center and they have like the pre-packaged dough balls oh yeah yeah, the little balls Mm, i got a pizza stone too. throw that on the barbecue get it nice and hot it's legit on the bbq on the bbq uh barbecue pizza man it's good it's good all right 
Interesting. We should probably wrap up the show. I think we've talked about enough nonsense here, but at the end of the day, it's it's June 21st and there's no news. No news. Oh, Jay's won. That's news, I guess. I, I got one more thing, Tyler. Just because I, I saw this in the chat and it slipped my mind until this moment. Somebody said Tony's Pizza Place, which is right by Commonwealth Stadium, is God tier. And I could not agree more. That place is elite. And I believe it is locally owned too. So check that one out. It's right by Commonwealth. Dangerous Wade backs me up with buying the pre-made pizza dough. He says it's a solid move. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to end on a positive note there. Uh, thank you, Dangerous Wade. Um, there you go. Shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet. Sportscloset.ca. Maybe you want to grab one of these two. Look at this little hoodie with the shirt underneath action, but it's all one. Pretty neat. They also got this cool Mitchell and Ness gear as well. Some sweet hats. All of it. Sportscloset.ca. Sherwood Ford the Giant. New Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question dropping. We're going to do the draft stuff tomorrow. We just got sidetracked, Liam. Okay. I will make more notes. Yeah. Tomorrow or Friday. One of the We will get, because you have a good article up at OilersNation.com that I want to plug, where you did some draft sim. So I want to dig into that, mm. give it proper time at some point on the show. Shout out to Sherwood Ford, the giant Cornerstone Insurance, CornerstoneINS.ca, Star Mechanical, AMA Travel, and Betway 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Check all of them out. Hit subscribe on the YouTube. Hit the like button before you go. And we'll be back tomorrow at noon Mountain Time. Talk to you then. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.